0: Welcome to Loving God and Making Money, honey. This is Julaine Smith.
1: And I am Kyla Alvarez. And
0: Kyla and I are here today to talk with you all about two of our favorite topics. Yes, we are Jesus girls. We love the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we also are boss ladies. We like to do business. We're in the marketplace. Actually, let me just clarify. I'm in the marketplace as a business leader. Kyla is in the ministry. I am in the ministry and a student.
1: Thank you very much. And a student.
0: She's the theologian in the house. Mm -hmm. Hi, shout out to all the theologians, but we're here to talk to you about loving God and making money because that's what we do. We know that God has given us power to get wealth. And on this podcast, we talk about what that looks like. We talk about the effects of it on our life. It's for our enjoyment, for our happiness, for our fulfillment. But most of all, it's to bring God glory. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. And on today's show, we're going to talk about... What happens when you're torn between two desires? Now, if you listen to podcast uh, number two, you know that we introduced this as kind of an overall theme uh, because we realize that when you're in the marketplace and uh, are called to do work outside of the four walls of the church, you're um, uh, you're going to probably be faced with this uh, conflict, this desire to want to serve God and desire to make money. They don't always go hand in hand. And today on our show, we're going to really address that at a little bit deeper level. Level. We're going to start unpacking uh, a little bit uh, what that means, what that could look like in our lives. And I want to just start off by... Sharing a story with you. Uh, I I think that uh we can learn from each other's experiences. And so I thought I would just share a little bit of my experience as it pertains to this whole topic of having two desires, one of them being to succeed in life. And you know, we all want to be successful. And and if you're in the marketplace, success is measured by, you know, your your career and on um, the amount of money you make and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And so we want that success. And at the same time, however, um, we want to serve God. So can those two things coexist? Well, I think they can. However, when I was a young girl, I wasn't so sure about that. So I grew up in this environment where I was taught that really there's a dividing line that exists between being a woman of faith, being a Christian and being a, a person in the marketplace who was considered to be wealthy or aspiring to to build wealth. And I remember I had a dream one night, folks, and um, uh, God, you know, he speaks to us in visions and dreams. And he spoke to me in a dream one night. And and um, it was after I had been filled with the Holy Spirit and I have received that baptism. I encourage all of my listeners out there, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about Then shoot me up a a question on the gram or or send me a note on my website, julanesmith.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, That happened to me when I was 27 years old. It changed my life totally. And I began to ask for things that I had not asked for before. One of them was to be anointed. Now, when I say anointed, I was asking for God to anoint my life. What does that mean? Well, anointing is simply a setting apart to serve God. It's, it's having a, a level of intimacy and relationship with Him that surpasses all things in your life. It becomes paramount of importance. And so I had this, uh, this, this prayer request, if you will, outstanding on the altar, if you will. And, uh, I had a dream. And in that dream, I uh saw myself in a room. I was about to get married. Yep, there were all these beautiful wedding dresses in this room. I'm telling you, white gowns surrounding all four walls. And so I was to try on a dress, pick the one I wanted. I would all be decked out, as the young people would say. I would be dripping and sauced, all in white. <laughs> yes, I would. And I, so I put this dress on, okay? And I was about to go out to the ceremony, and I looked at it, and I said... Mm. I do not like the way I look because, you know, I was just fresh out the club. Yes, I was. And I was used to wearing different kinds of drippings with different kinds of sauce. And that dress just was not working for me. So I took it off and I went into my closet and I got a dress that I would wear to the club. And it happened to be this green dress. And I put the dress on, and I and I started to walk out to go to the marriage. And then all of a sudden, my right mind showed up in the dream. Yes, it did. And I looked down at myself. I said, girl, you are not dressed for a wedding. Go take that dress off and put the white dress back on. And I went back into the room to change back into the white dress, and they were all gone. There was mm-hmm. not anything left in that room but mm-hmm. the four white walls and a caretaker. And he looked at me, and he just said, your wedding or the ceremony. I think you used that term. The ceremony will have to be pro- postponed. Hmm. And I woke up hmm. and I had a pit in my stomach and I didn't understand uh, what had happened other than the fact that I knew I was supposed to partake in a, a significant joining uh, a covenant uh, relationship. And I didn't have on the right attire I hadn't dressed myself properly. Hmm. And when I woke up, I began to, to, to cry out to God and ask him what the meaning of the dream was. And it was through that, that asking and uh, crying out that he revealed to me that I had uh, a desire. I was torn between two lovers, folks. I had dual mind as it pertained to my desire to want to be anointed because I also had a desire for three things, money, power and recognition. Hmm. Now at the time I didn't understand the money, I mean the power and the recognition piece, but I I knew the money piece all too well because I had grown up always knowing I would become a woman of means one day. And um, money in my mind was a part of that because that's how I spelled wealth, M-O-N-E-Y. So what I want to share with you today a little bit is uh, what exactly is wealth? And what is the character to get wealth? Mm -hmm. And what happens if you're torn between a desire to serve God and a desire for money, power, and wealth? Because money, power, and wealth go with a marketplace calling. Mm -hmm. So we're going to unpack that a little bit uh, today on this podcast. And I want to uh, remind you that that the, God always gives us uh, an answer for every question and every need. Mm-hmm. And in, in my particular case, he had to help me to understand that if you're torn between two desires, a desire to want to serve me and a desire for money, power and recognition its because you don't think, I have the power mm-hmm. to fulfill your desires. That is like
1: one of the biggest truths ever. Oh um, and I think I? that's I mean, even speaking from my own personal experience, you know, just battling with this idea, it's like, okay, God, I I want this so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do when you want something so, 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 so bad? Oh, and it and can be anything too, yeah, Kyla. It, it really doesn't can. have to
0: be money, power, recognition, no. folks. It could be anything. Yes, it can. Yeah.
1: And just a hope, a dream. And yes, um, and what do you do though when you're like, God, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, except for this one thing. Except for except this for the one, one thing. thing. And it's funny because God's like, no, I, w- I want it all. I do. Yeah. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. Oh, and, and it's funny because we we get so comfortable. We're like, God, you can have this, this, and this, and this. Right. But there's just this one thing. This I one thing I'm a to hold back. Mm-hmm.
0: And when God says he wants it all, the it is our heart. Yes, mm-hmm. it's our heart. With every single desire it may contain, he wants our heart heart and and when we divide our heart up into these little compartments and we say God you can have this part of my heart but you I'm not gonna give you this other part over here because I I want to keep that. I want to control that part of my heart. I want to make sure that I do what I know to do to fulfill that desire of my heart. I'm gonna, I'm going to put a wall between my relationship with you and that little piece of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, folks, that is a, a formula. For you to become frustrated, stressed out in your pursuit of things that are not going to bring your soul satisfaction. Let me say it again. It is a formula for you to be frustrated, stressed out (laughs) in pursuit of things that will not bring you long term, sustainable fulfillment in your life Mm -hmm. because all of our beings. All of our heart is to belong to God. So when I woke up from that dream, I had a fresh revelation. And the fresh revelation was while I was asking and praying for an anointing and an intimate relationship with God, I was also holding on to that part of my heart's desire that I felt God was uh, not capable to fulfill.
1: Okay, say that
0: again. Yes, I was asking on the one hand. God, I want an anointing. I want to be empowered in my relationship with you. And at the same time, I was saying, but since I know you don't have anything to do with business, Hmm. since I know you don't know how to make money, since I know that's not something that you're concerned with, I'm just going to keep that part of my heart over here to myself. And I'll take care of that piece and you can have all the others. Gosh. And Ugh. it was that revelation that set me on the quest to be able to speak to the uh, audience that's listening to us today, Kyla. I mean, I had to go through a process. Woo, oh, Jesus. Sure and you. it was a long one. Uh, a process. And then and the purpose of the process was to develop my character. Yeah. To get the wealth that God had promised me he would give me the power to get.
1: Yes, because, I, I mean, for just even our listeners i mean let's let's identify the things really at hand here one yes. your theology and your idea of who god was at the time cuz you i mean you named it you named it your idea of god is oh god doesn't care about business god yes. doesn't care about wealth god right. doesn't care about these desires right and then we forget Okay, who is who is the one who instills desires? Oh, who instills wants? Yes. Because um yeah. I'm a huge believer that like God made each of us for a purpose. God yes, made did. us individually. He he put certain gifts, f- certain talents, certain desires in us. Mm-hmm. And we live in this world where basically we've we we forgot that God is the author of those things. And it's not that those things are inherently bad. It's just who are we giving them to? So, that's right. So that's that's where the duality comes in, right? Yes, it isn't yes. that those desires were wrong. Right. It's just they weren't being utilized and given to God's purpose. That's exactly
0: right. Because I had made up in my mind, based on my religious teachings and my Sunday schools and my upbringing, mm-hmm. I had made up in my mind that those things didn't belong to God. Yeah. And, and meaning that they that. were not birthed out of things that are righteous. Yeah. Um they were birthed out of things that were unrighteous mm-hmm. and I was almost ashamed. Not I won't even say almost, I was ashamed. Mm-hmm of those desires to the point where I decided I wasn't going to allow God to um, deal with me or, or or to address those things with me. I kept them hidden almost, but you can't even hide anything no. from God. Oh my God. <laughs> How stupid is that? It's yeah. like, you think you can hide your desires from God that you think are not righteous or not yeah. um, um, holy or not pure in his sight? Yeah. Oh my God. He sees all our stuff. Yeah. People he you cannot hide from God. So he saw me in my brokenness. Yeah. And he loved me enough to to send me on a journey that would enable me to come to a place where I understood uh, a couple of things. One is that um, if I can become a better person, I can be a better leader. And if I can be a better leader, I can build a better business. And so all that betterment had to do with my character. And then the other thing he helped me to understand is that I didn't know what wealth was. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Oh, girl. So how <laughs> how would Julaine
1: Smith today, not Jolene Smith back in her twenties, now mm-hmm. define wealth?
0: Okay, so answer that question. I had to do a word study because everything is in the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. But he became flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> His name is Jesus. But anyway. So you go back to the word. okay? so in Deuteronomy 818, it says that God gives us power to get wealth. And so what I did is I began to look at that word wealth and um, it's defined uh, in the Strong's Concordance as Kayil. You spell it C-H-A-Y-I-L. And I saw that it was used 243 times in the Old Testament. And most of the time, including in the scripture in 818, Deuteronomy 818, when it is used, it is not translated as money. No.
1: Isn't that surprising? So many people would think that. Yeah. They think that the
0: scripture says, oh, Oh, remember the Lord, your God, it is he who gives you power to get money. Yes. And so then what we do is we think we set our minds and our focus on the quest for money. And honey, there's so many schemes out there in the world of business for making money. Just pick and choose which one you want, whether it be right or wrong. You can make you some money, but that's not what the scripture says. No. Most of the time, listen to this. Oh my God, Kyle, I get so excited. But most of the time when that word Kyle is defined, it means army. Wow. Probably a force, whether of men or means or other resources. Mm-hmm. It means having valor. Come on. Virtue. Yes. Strength. Yes. It's defined as a host. Okay. Now, let's just break that word down into mm-hmm. the common day vernacular. Okay. A team. Wow. Not just a little team. Yeah. A host is a lot yes. of team members. Yes. Who are able to do uh, work to execute a campaign to execute a strategy okay now let's it's, just stop it's, and communal. Com- it's okay. communal it's wealth
1: is communal and it is not individual oh, now that honey. in and of itself yes. will change some of our listeners it
0: will totally shift your paradigm yes it will because it tells you that if you're gonna be wealthy you are in community come on you are a leader. Yep. You are a person of influence. Yes. You have character that's grounded in integrity.
1: Because it is about being bigger than yourself and say it, look, again,
0: say it again it
1: is about being bigger than yourself and you know what let's just challenge it because you know what american society mm-hmm. is built on the individual we think wealth yeah. is something for ourselves we think That's wealth right. is something about build my family my my life um build my my little tiny yeah. world we're so used to it and we and you know what we justify it we justify it all the time, saying, "Well, that's about being responsible. Girl. That's what it means about you know just being a healthy, good adult." And yes, and that's why what? we're that's... so
0: stingy. Yes, it I'm is. just going to say it. That's yes. why we're so stingy, and it is we... the killer of generosity. Oh, it's a killer of generosity. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why we we have in America so much wealth in terms of our our capacity. Yes, right. Our 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 ability, our strength. Yes. And yet, when you look at this, the the condition, not only of our nation, but of our world. Gosh, so let's just get yes. off America for a moment. Because yes. I know if you were to line this up with the other nations of the world, America is the most generous nation in the world relative to her compadres. Okay, let's just say that. We give a lot relative to other people. I know it's statistically shown as such. However, when you think about the giving in terms of its a uh, 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 relationship to our capacity, I'm talking about. Yes. Let's. Say our capacity. It. Yes. We can solve so many of our world's problems if we would just get out of our individualistic mindset. Yes, Jillian. Mm-hmm. And realize that when we are able to become gatekeepers of wealth, that we have a community around us that we can. A fact changing for good. Yes. According to Matthew twenty five, verses thirty five thirty six. Jesus talking about when I was hungry, you fed me when I was when I when I was in need of uh, uh, of something to drink, you gave me something to drink. I was I was naked and you clothed me. I was I was sick and you took care of me. I was in need of a place to stay and you gave me a place to stay. Mm-hmm. I was in prison and you visited me and the disciples were like, Lord when do we do these things? When do we see you in need of food or water or shelter or clothing or in prison or sick? When do we see you? And he says something powerful. He said, when you did it unto the least of these, your brethren, you did it unto me. Yes. Wealth. Wealth is a force. Yes. Whether of means, men, women, an army, value, valor, virtue, strength, ability, activity that enables us to affect change mm-hmm. that impacts the lives of other people. And mm-hmm. yes, you need money. So I'm not negating it. Money and, and, and financial resources are, are tools
1: yes, they are. that
0: enable you to affect the change. But the wealth is a, a function of the character of the individual. Are you able to lead? Are you able to command an army? Are you able to, to direct a team? Mm-hmm. Are you able to conceive of a purpose for your life that's bigger than yourself that enables you to and motivates you and inspires you to go out and construct systems and and build products and and to develop services that that are going to meet the unmet needs of other people such that you now have a commercial application and therefore you are a business owner and as you have that engine flowing and the wealth is coming in in the form of your cash register ringing ching 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 coin coming in and you take. That and you steward it and you use it for a purpose that's bigger than that house that you live in, the car that you drive, the boat that you like to go out on the lake in, the the amazing vacations that you take. Yes, all of that is amazing. And we all need to work hard and play hard. But if your purpose stops there, Mm -hmm. then you might have money in the bank, but you are not wealthy because you have not tapped into your higher purpose. No. You have not tapped into the desires of God's heart. No. Oh, girl. So let me tell you, that little dream I had that day, Mm -hmm. that was awakening that God birthed in my soul Mm -hmm. to help me understand that I did not know what wealth was.
1: Wow. That's so good.
0: Yeah. And he was getting my attention on the matter so that he could change the matter. And the change starts with our character. Yes. We, there is a character uh Kyla, there's a character, ladies and gentlemen, out there. There is a character to get wealth, yes. yeah, it is and
1: it starts with looking at the you it and th- and I think that's what's sure. so hard for people um. Is we want a quick fix for everything. And Don't you now? might have just tuned in and, and you were like, Oh, I wanna listen to Loving God and Making Money because I wanna I wanna learn how to just make money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And
0: I want the quick fix. Yes, and that's not what
1: this is about. No, it's not. um
0: Mm-mm,
1: because at the end that. of the day <laughs> We got to deal with the reflection you see in the mirror.
0: That's exactly right. You have right. to.
1: And, that's right. And that's part of how do you know if you're reflecting God if you don't know what you Ooh. look like?
0: Well, I'm so glad you asked because the scripture <laughs> actually answers that question, uh-huh. too. It so does. So let's say this. Character. Let's talk about the word character. Okay. Webster's definition of character is moral excellence and firmness. Wow. Okay. Now, here's another definition that I like to use, and it's It's this. Character is the inner life of a man or a woman that will precisely reflect either the traits of the lower sin nature being influenced by the world or the traits of the higher divine nature being influenced by the word of God. Mm, Character has to do with what's influencing you. Yes. Is it the divine nature? The nature of God mm-hmm. or the lower nature. We're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity, so yeah. we come into this world in this flesh. Yes. it's a lower nature.
1: Yes. right. And and the only I I mean really the only way to answer that then is by knowing okay well then who is God? That's because if we're <laughs> if we're gonna reflect God, I mean it's really that simple. If we're gonna reflect God, yes, we better know good. who God is. Hello. So Hello. I mean we and that's what half of this is. Is just tapping in. Okay, what is what is at the basis of God's heart? What is God right. about? What yes. what does God see for the world? What does God see when it comes to using our resources? What does God see what within us? Who are see? we? How do we unlock yes. what we're called to be? And we only know that if we understand who He
0: is. You have to understand who He is. He He is the 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 reflection that we we seek to to grab hold to and, and make our own. When we look in the mirror and we see ourselves, we we want the word of God to be in us so much so that we see God in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, this is how uh, the apostle Paul in a um, couple of New Testament scriptures, he describes this in Romans 8, 29. This is what he says. He says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, That he might be, that his son might be the firstborn among many brothers. Mm -hmm. You know how your siblings, you know, you you, you can look at uh, people who are related to each other and say, oh, you look like so-and-so. Yes. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: (laughs) You you look like your mother. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We're supposed to look like Christ, our elder brother.
1: Hence the reason why we're called Christians. Uh, Christians Hello. Little right? Christ. Little there Christ.
0: All right. Conformed mm-hmm. to the likeness of his son. Romans twelve and two says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by I the renewing of, of your, your mind. mind. That you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Love it, love it, love it. Galatians, listen to this four nineteen. I'm just talking about character here. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ be formed in you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's a forming. It's a changing of our mind. Why? So that we can look like God. Why? Because he wants us to have his character. Our character reflects the condition of our soul, our mind and our will and our emotion. It's our thoughts that form our character. Mm-hmm. It give rise to behaviors, which give rise to habits, and our habits mm-hmm. form character. Yeah. And God wants to form his character. Listen, folks, all you boss ladies and men out there, he wants to form his character in us so that we will reach spiritual maturity and be able to receive his promise, including the promise to give us power to create well. Yes. That's it. And That's
1: it. You know, even before we close, like... You know, this is the pastoral side of me. Of yeah, course, yeah. Come on now. Like a little takeaway is, I I know it's not always easy. How do you know what you want is God's will? How do we know what God wants? And you know, maybe a little exercise for our listeners. Okay. Right now, maybe what you need to do is just go sit down and ask yourself, "What do I want? Yeah. What do What do I actually Start want? What there. do I desire? What?" who who am i what do i what do i look like and just yeah, actually sit with yourself yes. and ask those questions and then stop pause and ask Okay, what has God actually told me to do? Who yes. has God actually called me to be? Yes. And what does God want? And in you know what? Let's be honest. There's some of us we've gotten so comfortable with just living the rhythm of life that mm. we've stopped to ask we stopped asking God, "Okay, what what do you want, God? Exactly. What do you want for my character? Oh, what do you want yeah, out of so. What does this idea of wealth look like?" So yes. maybe take time take time pray ask god knock on that door and if you don't have time in your schedule to ask god it is about time to start making that a priority because just like you said we're dealing with this duality do i serve myself or do i serve the will of god Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to serve the will of god if you don't bother to ask so make some time go pray clear out that schedule. And you know what? Five minutes with God will do more for your life than a hundred
0: days of work. Come on. Amen. On that note, I just say amen. It's a good word. It's a good challenge. It's a good suggestion. It's a good exercise. So follow what Kyla is suggesting that you do. It will bear fruit in your life. So we're going to just put a pause in it right now because we're going to be back again next week. We will continue having our conversations. Again, this is Loving God and Making Money. We are here to help you. Succeed in the things that God has called you to do in your life. We're a weekly podcast. We are coming fresh every Monday morning. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast online and then also follow me on the gram at Julaine Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever have questions, suggestions, comments that you want uh, Kyla and I to know about, we love hearing from you. Please hit us up online. You can go to the website, julanesmith.com. Leave us your comments there, or you can send me a message on the gram. However you choose, just let us hear from you. We want to know what's on your mind. And as I always like to do, want to just close out today with a motivational quote. This one comes from Abraham Lincoln, and it's um, President Lincoln who said, Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Mm-hmm. That's it, folks. Have a great week. Kyle and I will see you next time. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye, everyone.